The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Don't bring your car to rodeo. Old boots or hat from a local western store. Wrong look at a fella or farmer's daughter. Mike and Jack laid out on a floor. Hi everyone, welcome to the Stage Door Show. This is Dave Hondell. Tonight, I have one of my favorite guests. He's been on the music scene for a long time, and he's one hell of a singer-songwriter. And his huge following called Haas Nation has just been treated to one of the new releases entitled Rat Race. Please welcome back to the show, Brandon Bing. Thanks for being with us, Brandon. Hey man, thanks so much, Dave. I appreciate you. It's always a good time coming on here. Absolutely, man. Third time on the show. Really appreciate that. And I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, you just don't stop. I mean, ever since, you know, you've been on the show, you just keep, you know, putting out songs and getting all kinds of streams. And one of those is just Rat Race. It's just been released. And, uh, you know, I saw the video and really love the video, man. Just uh, just want to kind of talk to you about that song, number one, and in the video as well. But what's the inspiration for Rat Race? Yeah, uh, you know, um, there's a few different things that kind of took place with that record. And um, it's just, it, it was, it was something that I kind of feel like on this journey as a, as a, you know, um, as a writer, as an artist, there's a lot of layers to the, you know, to the onion that you're trying to expose to the audience. You know uh, you know, I obviously went through COVID over the last couple of years and making that transition back into uh, normalcy again, where people were able to consume live music. One of the things that I had to really, I guess strategize more or less was like what was going to be my approach, you know, as a, as a newer, you know, artist that's uh, still, you know, emerging in certain aspects, different, uh, you know, um, audiences around the country as we continue to, to bring these shows back to, uh, to life again. And I was like, you know, COVID, I, I had a lot of chance to really self-reflect. Right. And um, with, with the self, you know, self-reflection process, it led me to really, you know, digging in deeper to like, who am I? Like, who is Brandon Bing? What is Hoss Nation um, as a brand and uh, something that I'm trying to convey to the general public? And I, I was able to figure out specifically that, you know, I always want to be, you know, remembered, um, you know, in country music and, and music as a whole, you know, down the line, 20, 30 plus years from now, I want to be remembered as one of the best storytellers, you know, in the space, um, you know, really being raw and being, um, you know, really unapologetic and, and direct with the approach on these records. And so Rat Race was one of those records for me. It was it was an opportunity for for me, one, to, to come in with a blank canvas uh, coming into 2023, which is building year this year, um, as things are kind of, you know, getting rebalanced around the industry as a whole and uh, live music and, and shows are coming back, like I mentioned. And so with that, I was like, let me take it back home. Let me bring it back to Florida. So uh, my buddy, Wells, Tony, that owns Welltail Media, you know, um, he shot all my videos um, to this point. And so he had reached out to me back in January when we were trying to figure out the date of when we were going to, you know, per, you know, do the uh, the video production for this record. And so at that point, you know, I was uh, coming back from Steamboat Springs playing out there. And, uh, you know, I wound up realizing I was like, man. He's like, you you know, we did one in Franklin. We did one in Maggie Valley with the blue collar swallower, this, that, and the third. And I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, how about going, uh, taking it back home? And I was like, you know, that's a great idea. I said, uh, I got the perfect song that would fit that. And that was Rat Race. Dirty blonde and some crazy. 
County and Volusia County, you know, Florida, and throughout my, you know, my teenage and my, my college or early adulthood, you know, I experienced a lot of loss. A lot of my friends had a lot of loss. People in our community that were near to us had a lot of loss from uh, people that were either related to or that they knew from addiction. And I was like, this is a perfect, you know, opportunity for me to really capture, you know, the people that are following me on my, on my music and that are attaching to my music, new followers from from shows or on socials to let them get an inside lens of, of, you know, what I come from, the environment that I come from, the people that I'm around and what that looks like. And, and I was like, you know, this record's also something where I feel a lot of people, no matter what part of the country you're from can really attach to uh, because I'm sure so many people have dealt with, with loss from addiction or substance abuse, uh, whether it was something that was as a result of their own undertaking or if it was something that was drawn onto them from, you know, the fault of somebody else that was under the influence that put, you know, that person that was close to them uh, in jeopardy where they, you know, ultimately lose their life. And so uh, we shot this one down in Samsula, Florida, between Samsula and New Smyrna Beach. Um, got one of the oldest, you know, biker bars. Uh, that's uh, kind of like a staple historical pastime, uh, you know, the Cabbage Patch. You know, Roger was uh, grateful enough to allow me to use the space um, as one of the spots to uh, cut some of the scenes, uh, performance shots. And it was kind of coincidental because when Wells came down here, you know, I totally had, it was, it totally slipped my mind that, you know, going in the beginning of March when we were shooting it, that it was right in the middle of bike week. So, you know, bike week is obviously a, a very rowdy and a fun time, but, you know, there's also been a lot of uh, heartbreak throughout bike weeks over the years because, you know, bikers, again, you know, they're out there having a good time uh, with a lot of people and want to put themselves at risk maybe they're under the influence of drugs or alcohol and i was like man i couldn't have something that better ties all these different elements together and um so we shot it on uh mr stan smith he has a uh, you know a ranch property out here um my buddy justin wilkinson has a record shop and uh he was able to bring the truck that you see in the scene out there and uh you know he flipped the truck and we created that space to you know recreate you know the image of you know, how severe it is when you, you know, are, are driving under the influence with someone that you care about, you know, uh, that's really close to you that you love. And, um, 
that's what, you know, this storyline when Wales put together, it was so seamless, you know. I felt that uh, he hit all the parts. We got the squatter tra uh, trailer to kind of recreate the environment of just that that old Florida um, feel. You know, there's a lot of uh, gateways of drugs, whether it's meth or other things like that around, you know, Florida. Um, and I think a lot of people that don't, they come to Florida and they see Florida for the Disney World and for the beaches and for the major metropolises like your Miamis and Tampas and Orlandos and Jacksonville's. They don't really take a, a, a opportunity to experience old Florida, you know, you know, the, the, the trailer parks, the, you know, the, the rural environments, you know, they don't, they don't really, when you think Florida, you just don't think that. And so this gave them a chance to really see like, man, this Florida is a lot more than just beaches and tourism, you know, it's, uh, it's hard work in blue collar, you know, roughnecks and there's a lot of farming and ranching. Uh, the ag industry is really large in our uh, community that really sustains a lot of the economy, um, you know, in addition to the other things that people know it for. And um, it just it gives you a little bit more of that bone chill, you know. And um, so, yeah, we did that. And then my buddy, uh, my buddy, Ori Lee, uh, Cornbread Cowboy, you know, he hopped on. And, um, you know, with his his brand being a lot of that 90s, 80s throwback with his uh, slow mos and a lot of his footage, it gave me an opportunity for him to get his music video debut um, in this space for this record, but it couldn't have been a better choice because he was able to kind of recreate that nostalgia that people are attracted to with his brand and with the musicality and the arrangements that I put together um, with my, with my studio musicians uh, on this project, you know, you, you kind of felt like you were in a moment back in time and that's what, that's what this was. And, um, and then of course we had Miss, you know, Melanie Page that was a female uh, that was in the, uh, the project as well. Uh, so they were the couple, you know, playing that storyline. Uh, and then I brought some other people from my, from my community, you know, where I grew up to, uh, to be a part on the extras and things like that, to just kind of paint that footprint. So people kind of see the, 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 the variation and complexity of the type of people that are around, you know, where I grew up, you know, to really paint that picture for them. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, you know, you really told the story. I mean, it was really well done. Uh, kudos to the director and, and, you know, the kind of work you did with them and, and just the, you know, the, the output, uh, you know, as a music video director myself, you know, I just was very impressed with the work uh, that was done on that video and just the song itself. So uh, well done on that. Uh, you know, and I, I live in Florida too. So, I mean, you know, just listening to your talk about, you know, the, the non-Disney <laughs> yeah, I, I experience them all the time and people don't realize when you go anywhere outside of the tourism areas and, you know, I'm in Miami now, but, you know, I was in Orlando for several years, but you go anywhere outside of the big cities. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's like hardworking, like you said, ranching, you know, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, farming and, you know, it's, it's really, you know, part of, you know, the Americana that you think of, you know, when you think of like, you know, middle America or, somewhere in the South. I mean, it's really, like you said, hardworking people and, you know, people should take a little venture when they come down to Florida, you know, and, and, uh, you know, kind of see the other, the other Florida, the old Florida, you know, the, the Florida that really existed way before, you know, all the, the tourism uh, came, came to, uh, to be. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about, because, you know, last year you released um, blue collar swallow, which, you know, I thought that was one of the funnest videos I've seen. And, and uh, you know, it, it just, a lot of your music is, is uh you know something that people could really get into and have fun with and that's one of the reasons i like your music is because it's it's uh it's a different brand of 
of country music and it's kind of your own and and uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to and you can you know dance to it and uh you know so talk about that uh, that song blue collar swaller because that was really uh, i would imagine you know it was probably cut right after covid and you know the video was done right after covid and people i think were, were ready to get out of their houses and you know get you know go back to the bars and go back to you know their old way of life and you know songs like that i mean that's that's one of those songs that, like i said just it just had to put put a smile on my face you know when i when i heard it so talk about that song and and uh the timing of that you know because i like i said it was right after uh coven yeah actually uh you know the crazy thing about that record and and i'm starting to you know being in in country music and just being in the space of you know, being a, a songwriter as well, you know, year after year as I continue to grow, you know, I'm going back into my my catalog and going back into my my voice memos and my notes and stuff like that um, from all the songs that I start or, you know, hooks that I come up with. And uh, I was I I'd started that song, you know, two or three years ago um, and it was originally going to be called Blue Collar Tough. And I was with I, when I was coming up with this idea. I knew that I was going to be, you know, 2019, I put out Sunday Funday, did in a small studio down here in Florida, uh, you know, with uh, my guitar uh, instructor, producer, um, Jeffrey Bowen, and did that with him. And then, you know, in 2020, I started working with Kenny Royster and I did, you know, the uh, uh, the Florida Man EP. And then I did the Dying Breed EP in 2021. And I was like, you know, I've had to battle the adversity because when I dropped, the uh, Florida Man EP in February 22nd, 2020, I played a show at the barn in Sanford, full band, rocked your faces off, had a great time. And I was getting ready to do like Swanee River Jam and other festivals and other shows. And then all of a sudden the plug was pulled when we went into quarantine. And so I was like, man, what am I going to do? You know, I'm a new act. No, there's a lot of people that don't know who I am. And I had to be really like, again, strategic because I didn't want to put songs out that were deep cuts and, and heavy and raw too quick without having an audience to support and stream and share. Because once the song is released, the song is released. Yeah. You could roll the dice and be the one that's lucky that people come back down the rabbit hole and, and might find those songs. But if not, you know, the song winds up just being a waste. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to look at all these different variables. And as I'm, as I'm creating music, you know, I'm able to uh, go into that space of like, now I got enough of a following across all the different platforms. I got enough people that come to shows and it's growing day by day, week by week, month by month. And so when I wrote this record, I got my buddy Jeffrey Ham and uh, Jeffrey and I, you know, we were at his house up in Nash and uh, he was like, hey, he's like, Bing Sauce, you want to write a song? And I was like, come on, Jeff, you already know I want to get one in with you. You know, we've been talking about this for a long time. So we went up into his room. And uh, in his office, we started playing around with some ideas. He busted out the telly, you know, and um, I'm, I'm pulling out, like, work memos. We had some other ideas we were working on. I was like, hey, I said, bro, I got this song that's called Blue Collar Tough. I said, here, give me that guitar. Let me let me show you what I came up with. And uh, then all of a sudden, he was like, man, he's like, I, I love this. And he uh, he's like, let's, let's like, kind of blues, kind of, like, you know, put a little more soul into this thing. And I was like, man, that's cool. It's, it's a little bit more out of my box. But I was like, I knew it was going to be something special because I, I wanted on this debut album, Huckleberry, I wanted to have a cut on there with a dear friend of mine. And just like a brother to me. And it was such an honor to be able to work with him on that record. 
and bring it to fruition. And uh, we finished, you know, writing that record together. And that was like one of the first co-writes that I was releasing. And it was also happened to be released on my debut album. So I felt like that was uh, another level of progress, moving the needle in country music. And, um, you know, for me, for the people that have been following me that know, you know, hey, Brandon's always going to be the one putting pen to paper, writing his own songs, because I always want people to know, you know, specifically that I'm always going to be, you know, three things, authentic, vulnerable, and unapologetic in my process. And I feel like if I can maintain those elements as I continue to grow as an artist uh, in this genre, then I feel long-term, Dave, it's going to give me a lot more credibility and respect. Blue Collar Swaller. On the farm all day long till the moon shines. Monday, Thursday, he's up early working five to nine. When Friday rolls around, pick up, load it up, ready to throw it down. Blue Collar Swaller. Rednecks, roughnecks, spending weekly paychecks Cash down, whiskey up, drinking grain in Dixie cups Out here in the hollers, spending hard-earned dollars Ooh, blue-collar swaller record and the blue collar swallowed music video was never going to be a music video which that's even crazier to me because what it was was wells was up in where was he i think he was in charlotte he was in charlotte and he was shooting a wedding and he had hit me up and he was like hey man when we did lockdown we did that outside of franklin he's like with this next video do you want to do this next video in in nashigan or like what are you thinking and then I was like, well, hey, the you know, what do you got coming up? And what was really wild was I was down here. I flew down to Florida for the weekend and I came in and BK, Brian Kelly from FGL, you know, he's from Mormon Beach. And uh, he had separated from from Tyler from, you know, they broke up. Right. And yeah. so first solo tour and it was called the Made by the Water Tour. And he did it at the Daytona Band Shell. And I remember being there and uh, going there to watch his show. And um, when I was watching that show, uh, a friend of mine, you know, uh, Eric Whipple, he was there. And Eric was like, yo, man, let's get to let's uh, come see BK after the thing. And I was like, and just, you know, catch up and cut up. I'm like, all right, cool, man. We go back by the bus. That'd be dope. Well, all of a sudden I'm watching him do his his Beach Cowboy record. And I see the J Creek Cloggers. I see Zeb and his mom, Kim, up on the stage dancing and my buddy Ryan Charles had done a thing that was going viral on TikTok from doing a snippet of him using a uh, basically putting his song over uh, New Boot Goofing over the uh, the the uh, one of the videos that Zeb was out there with the J Creek Cloggers clogging at some like festival, right? And it was just blowing up left to right. And I was like, man, that'd be cool to reach out to these guys. Well, I didn't know them, you know, personally, and 
it just shows you how the the six degrees of separation or how things just come together when they're supposed to. Because honestly, Dave, man, like I get a call from from uh, Wells and Wells is like, yo, he's like, I'm going to be up here shooting this wedding. My family's got a spot up in Franklin. We can go stay at there at the cabin, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, cool, man. That's dope. And then he's like, we can go to like shoot. We can figure out like I had another song, which I did a video that came out after that, uh, which was in July that take my land video. And so it worked out like a double benefit because what happened was I get up there and I hit Zeb. I had messaged. I had tagged the video from DK performing and having he having uh, Zeb and Kim, you know, dancing on on the stage during that show at the Daytona Band Show. And then we started communicating through DMs on uh, Instagram. And I thought I was talking to Zeb, but I was actually talking to his mom because she was like kind of managing the whole thing at first. Okay. And then so <clears throat> me and her, we hit it off really well. And uh, that led to hopping on a phone call and I told her my idea and I was like, hey, how cool would it be if we could come up to, you know, uh, Maggie Valley and go to the stomping grounds? And she offered to bring it into that area when she told me that was like their local dance hall. I was like, I hit up Wales and I was like, hey, man, they're talking about coming to the stomping grounds. I said that we could do the video the next day. I said, I just want to go to stomping grounds and get some like clips to be able to use for some TikToks because I was trying to learn TikTok. Yeah. And we wound up getting there. And they were like, well, how do you want us to dress? And I was like, you know, I actually, you know, I like, I wanted to make kind of a throwback, but just like, like we're back at home. I was like, you know, I work, you know, coveralls, you know, overall bibs. And they're like, we can wear bibs. And I was like, yeah. She's like, we all got bibs. She's like, that would make everybody so happy. <laughs> so they all, I show up, everybody's in bibs. You know, I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, I'm like, everybody's got bibs on. Well shows up. And we're just looking at each other. I'm like, dude, I don't know what we're going to do here, but let's try to see what we can get. I started playing the song. They love the song. And uh, long story short, it turned into us. We, we filmed it so many times of just like trying to get performance spots of dancing and clogging to the music. Then Wales was like, hey, bro. I was like, what's up? He's like, dude, he's like, I think we're going to have two music videos. I'm like, what do you mean? He's <laughs> like, we got enough footage from this that we can make a whole another music video. He's like, I know that wasn't plan but he's like i think we should do it i'm like you serious he's like yeah and then it worked out even better they came into the mix and they they came over and uh i was trying to find extras and people to use for the take my land video so then several of the people from the team and, and the community you know all came out and they were kind of like poured together like one big happy family and then they were in two music videos like people you know some of them were in multiple videos and so it just man it was such a great time and I'm so grateful for that record, and uh, it was so cool to watch it grow and, and the amount of attention and how people received it. And um, and just uh, it's it's still moving the needle, man. It's just it's it's growing. It's the streams keep going up on it. The the views on YouTube and Instagram, and you know to this day, people just come back and man, I love that record, or I really relate to that record. It's just it's a fun, you know, loose way of kind of talking about that lifestyle mm -hmm. of of you know, punching a clock seven days, you know, five, seven days a week. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah, that's what blue collar swallow was, man. And it's, uh, it was a little hidden gem, I think, you know, a hundred percent, man. I, I love that song and the video both. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about your songwriting as well, because, uh, 
you know, I know that um, you did some songwriting competitions and also like songwriter circles and a lot of people that that are, you know, in Nashville and country music. And, you know, just as a as a writer and a, some people just sing pe other people's music. But to be a singer songwriter, I mean, that's that's something special when you can actually tell a story and, uh, you know, talk about some of these uh, songwriting competitions that you did recently, because I think you. Uh, actually worked with uh, Mark Allen Cash, who's a nephew of Johnny Cash, and you were down at his property, and you also did something for a upcoming movie. So why don't you talk about some of your your uh, recent uh, songwriting um, competitions and so forth? Yeah, so uh, yeah, the most the, the Mark Allen Cash one was a lot of fun. We went out to uh, Bon Aqua, to um, which I had never been to Bon Aqua, and I tell you what, day like I, I, you know, I when I moved when I moved to Nashville four years ago. And bought a house down there. I was like, you know, that was that was my transition. Like, I tell anybody this, every anybody that that watches this interview or anybody that I ever meet that asks me about music, they say, hey, you know, what what was the deciding factor for you? I said, man, if you want to make it in country music specifically, uh, but any music for that matter, I mean, you know, Music City and, and Music Row and, and Nashville. It, it truly is a special place um, connecting people, you know, in our community and in our, in our industry of, of songwriters and artists. And, uh, you know, the, the town will wear you out. You know, the, 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 it's a city, but it's like it's basically a small town inside of a, met, a metropolitan you know, market. And, you know, the country music community specifically is a very small, tight knit group. And, you know, so many people are coming in from teens to twenties, thirties, forties, you know, trying to make a, trying to make a stake and uh, get their name or their music heard and build a brand. And, you know, by the droves, they're constantly being turned away. You know what I mean? Or, or they give up too quick or they go broke or whatever the case might be. When I made the commitment to myself to, to buy a piece of real estate in, in music city, that that was going to be what was going to show everybody that was already, you know, at the top of the food chain or the ones that are watching from the, the labels to the talent buyers, to the, the booking agents, to the, you know, to the uh, publishing houses, they were at that point knew that Brandon was like, you know, 1000% committed. There was no turning back. And I got this opportunity to go to uh, Omni Sound Studios and um, I went out there and uh, it was Spire Films. Uh, they put this songwriting competition on and I wound up getting the chance to uh, get in with a, you know, a group of guys and they had like, there's about 20 of us writers there roughly. And they just put us up in a groups of two and three. We had to choose themes. We watched a short film video for this movie, Shotgun Charlie. And then, um, you know, it just kind of let everything full circle. And at that point that was, you know, again, another way for me to just dig deeper in myself, like show my, show the craft that I've been sharpening my tool belt, you know, to the people that I was in that I didn't know. And that's one thing I love about writing sessions, you know, whether I go into a write on a week to week basis with some random writers that I meet out or if it's at, you know, a different publishing house, you know, we're going for we're going for building relationships and creativity. But in some situations, it's it's like playing sports. You're going for blood. You know, you're trying to do everything you can to stand out and get the, and put that W on the wall. And the W for us is getting a cut, you know, and um, I was uh, blessed with the opportunity that this I think this fall, I want to say like November when it's going to go into pre-production or something like that um and then you know the song that we wrote is going to be one of the songs that's going to be a part of that feature film uh so i'm excited to be able to have a, a song that's going to be a part of a, a feature film project um in the next year or two and hopefully continue to grow those relationships to to just show that i'm more personal 
you know, um, you know, obviously I'm doing my artist thing. I'm, I got my Hoss Nation brand. It's Brandon being out there on the road. Um, but at the same time, it's like, what other value can I add to country music too? Uh, you know, whether it's uh, commercials, whether it's to short films or feature films, like any of those other layers that you can write music for. Um, Cause I just think that just makes you better. And it constantly makes you want to continue to grow. Um, you know, writing is something that evolves as you get older and the experiences that you get exposed to. And then that, that led into me going over to um, Johnny Cash's property to the, to the, the one, you know, his, his property out in Bonacqua and meeting Mark Allen Cash, his nephew and writing another song. And, and that was for uh, the man in black. Again, going back to a lot of the old writers that made country music, what it is today that we cherish, you know, my style is, is more, you know, Florida, as you know, Dave, being from here, it's, uh, it's a combination of a couple things, man. It's, we, there's a lot of Southern rock and hard rock that was in, you know, Florida, you know, you got your Limp Biscuits, your, um, you got your Tom Petty's, you got your, you know, um, you know, you got, a uh, Rob Thomas who went to my school, my high school, Lake Brantley from Xbox 20, you know, you got all those different things. And, uh, but then you also have, you know, the combinations of like, you know, um, that crossover scene, there was a lot of torn down when, when the Skinners and 38 specials and all that would come through in and out, you know, in the deep South over the years. So we have a lot of that culture down here. And then we have that, that country honky tonk old Florida presence that we, that we're talking about. Uh, and a lot of my musical taste is, is in that, that Texas red dirt vein um, or that Western waltz with that Americana folklore songwriting style with the storytelling principle. And so I found a way to kind of take, that songwriting element and then take the Texas red dirt and take the, the Southern rock, hard rock and like just turn it into something that was my own and create this new space that I, I feel like I'm starting to develop um, that people are really enjoying like the records that you have had an opportunity and the other, you know, fans that support my music have had a chance to, to discover and listen to on a week to week basis. And um, so, so going to Johnny Cash's property, you know, when I'm on stage, man, I, I, I'm kind of like a gold chain cowboy, you know, I, I wear all black, you know, black denim, you know, you know, black top, black Stetson, you know, I got my rattlesnake band, you know, I got my gold chain on. It's like, got my Gibson. It's like, it's, that's my brand, you know? And it's like, I never replaced Johnny Cash because that was who Johnny Cash was, but it was, it was really surreal because it made me kind of feel like being on that stage performing at that property. It's like, man, I get to kind of take that torch and work towards trying to, you know, be my own new man in black, you know what I mean? And, and, and kind of create that space of that, again, that vulnerability, that, that raw, that edginess and, um, you know, that, 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 that bone chilling, the skin crawling music. And, uh, and it, it gives people something that I feel is not really being exposed. There's a lot of great music, a lot of great records, but how many artists, how many writers, are writing, you know, in the detail and the rawness, you know, in country music, the way that I am, you know what I mean? There's a handful that I know personally that are, uh, you know, for example, but again, they're not, their music is more in that singer songwriter space, you know, like, like Benjamin Todd is, is phenomenal, you know, or you got, you know, the, the culture walls or the Tyler Childers, like guys like that, or, you know, the, the shaky graves or the Billy strings, you know, or Charlie Crockett's like they write in those spaces. Uh, but also at the same time, you know, their music is more traditional, you know, 
they come back with the upright bass and the, the rhythm guitars and, you know, the, the more natural rudimentary, like, you know, instruments, you know what I mean? Where me, you know, I'm bringing the, the heavy, you know, cutting Stratocasters and the, the driving drums and the pushes and, you know, a little, little more of that, that heavier key play, you know what I mean? Like yeah. things that make you feel a little bit more energy to that song which is, is kind of cool to see that record go from a stripped down space to a raw different space when you're in front of a live crowd where you could just be like in their face to a point where they're just like sweating, you know, feeling every single word. And I think that's what motivates me to write deeper and deeper song after song as I go through these projects. And, um, you know, these last couple of opportunities like at Mark Allen Cash or the Spire Films at Omni Sound gave me a chance to dig into my tool belt and kind of expose those uh, unspoken truths. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And and the other thing, as you're as you're talking, it you know came up with my my last question before we leave here because I, I think it's important now that you have you know your couple of records in, you're you're you have, you're getting a following, pretty big following, and you know and and uh, you know just what comes with uh, storytelling, you know, is you know talk about the responsibility you know that comes with storytelling as an artist when you're uh, you know you're singing for thousands of people you know, talk about the, are you feeling more of a responsibility as you gain more followers to tell that story the right way and tell it, you know, the way you want to tell it, but uh, have an impact on those people because they're going to walk away, you know, maybe being inspired or, or, you know, maybe, um, maybe learn something that they didn't know in, in their lifetime. And I think music is, has a, has a strong way of doing that. And, you know, talk about it as an artist, that responsibility to, to tell it, you know, to tell that story, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, I was actually with some friends the other day and I pulled up a picture. Uh, we were at Red Door and we were talking about this very thing. And they're like, you know, Brandon, they're like, man, you just, you write so intentional. And I said, I, I said, it's my, it's my responsibility at this point. Like I chose that for me. I, I, I went through all the adversity, all the ups and downs to this point over the last five years. And, you know, again, going through COVID and stuff like that, where so many artists that were at the top, you know, either fell apart and dissolved or had a major low where it like pushed them back with their progress to maintaining their, their space or ones that, you know, were coming up that just kind of threw it, you know, just threw in the towel. I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, waver. I just pushed harder. And, you know, now, you know, there was a picture that came up on one of my posts from like about a couple of years ago. I played a show. This happened to be another show I was doing at the barn in Sanford. And I was sitting there with uh, my hand on the on the on the microphone and my left hands on the neck of the guitar. And it's up on the fretboard, like close up to the body of the guitar. And all of a sudden there was a random post that was posted about Eric Church and Eric Church was sitting there with the same humming, Hummingbird Deluxe Gibson guitar that I have. We had the same guitar. We're sitting the same way on the stage. We're holding the microphone with the same hand. We're holding the guitar in the same spot. Like everything was like, you know, if you had ever rolled the dice and guessed if it could ever happen again, like from a, a moment in time from someone just taking a picture, you would be like, nah, that, that would never happen unless you physically posed it that way. But this was so organic and so real. And I remember making that post and I said, look, I said, there's only one chief in Music City. And I said, and then that's Eric Church. And I said, and there's only one hoss in Music City. And that's Brandon Bing. And I came back and I said, uh, 
I told my, my buddies when we were talking about, I said, it's my civic and, and, and creative responsibility as an artist to use my platform to be able to share these truths and, and, and to be so direct and, and so specific, no matter how hard and how uncomfortable it can make my audience. Because I said, the people that are going to latch onto this and that are going to really feel this emotionally and connect to those lyrics are going to be the ones that I want. I would much rather, Dave, have a thousand super fans if I never got any more than that, which obviously I do. But if I would rather have a thousand super fans than than to have a million followers, because that thousand super fans is going to sit there and instinctively, every time I drop a record, every show that I come into their town, every time I do anything that's surrounded something that I release, you know, they're going to be right there, you know, having my back. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I said, you know, where I come from, where, where, you know, where we come from in Florida, you know, in, in an old Florida, you know, I tell them, I said, if you can survive in Florida, you can survive anywhere. Cause I said, where we come from, we come from the swamp. And I said, it's a lot more uncomfortable living in that environment than living in some of these other, you know, city markets and things like that, where even where crimes high and stuff, it's just a different thing living in Florida as a whole, you know, even if you're in Miami, like you are, and you know that for yourself firsthand. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, John An John Anderson did that so well with the whole Seminole Wind when he painted that picture, you know. Yeah. And that's one of the things down the line. I've had buddies over the over the last few years are like, man, when are you going to write the next Seminole Wind? And I said, I said I can't do that right now. I said not because I don't want to, not because I don't think, but I'm not worthy of that right now. I'll be worthy when I get to a certain point in my career, and I can take all of that history that makes up Florida for what it truly is. That, that our elders, you know, created. And then there's going to be that moment that's going to come to me where I'll write that record. Yeah. And I said, that's that's part of my duty as a writer and as a storyteller is to to be as raw and as uncut as I can and intentional as I can when I'm playing and looking into the eyes of those people in those crowds. And it makes me dig so hard on, on stage and be so meticulous and finite in everything, every little detail, every, every pattern that I'm picking, every way that I sing a certain melody or a note, every chord change. Like it just, I feel this energy in the room every time. And that's, that's what I want to be with me for for as long as i get to do this you know what i mean and i feel like i truly have had the opportunity and the blessing at this point that i have defined that for me and nobody else is going to step into my lane to take that from me because anybody and i've i've earned the respect in nashville over the last five years from the from the people and all the different avenues whether like i said whether it's labels whether it's publishing houses whether it's booking and management they know who brandon bing is they know you know and i got Amy on the air when I did, I played a sold out show with uh, Charles Eston uh, about a month and a half ago at the third and Lindsay never played third and Lindsay played it. I opened up full band for uh, my friend, Julia Cole and Charles Eston and sold out spot. It was dope. We had a great time. And I, I was my buddy, Rippy, Chris Rippy. Uh, he does some of my footage, you know, on the road as well. He did a recap video and I happened to see it. And I got this cosign from, you know, 103.3 FM Nashville and Cumulus Media. And she was up on stage and she's like, you know, he is one of the best storytellers in, in Nashville. You know, and if you haven't been to a show, you guys are in for a real treat. And when she's like hearing that and playing that back, I'm like, you know, this is major radio for an independent act. You know, hearing that, you know, that they see that. So it's like I'm this close to that next big spot. 
and I'm just going to keep grinding, fighting claw to the nail to get there. And I'm never going to take it for granted, but I want to inspire and I want to mentor and I want to help as many people I can inside, you know, our country music community and also just, you know, our country as a whole, because I feel like there's a lot of people, Dave, that have gone through things in life that they feel misunderstood or they don't know who to go to to get guidance and they don't want to go to a shrink or a council all the time. You know what I mean? But they use these songs yeah. and my song Outlaw Dream that I wrote with my buddy Trevor Bowden. I did that on Outlaw Dream. I wrote a record. I, I wrote in the course. I said, I'm a highway drifter, seven day a week center. The stage is my church and pew. I'm married to the music. It's a country only union, y'all. Just living this outlaw dream. And it was like, that's my platform. Every time I step on stage, every time I get on an interview like this, I get to use that as my opportunity pro to proclaim the gospel of these songs, to attach these people, to make them cry, to make them, to make them just to smile, make them cry, make them feel something, make them angry, make them feel pure, because it's like, it's okay to be like that. It's okay to be like that. And I think a lot of people just, you know, they always want to emulate. They always want to be somebody that they're not. And it's like, no, like yeah. we're human. Right. And <laughs> be yourself. You know, that's, that's, that's what a lot of people are like that, man. It's like, you know, just be yourself. And as I get older, you know, I'm 54 now. And as I get older, I, I feel more and more compelled to be myself and not care what other people think, you know? And I think if more people were like that, like you said, and, and it, you talk about it in your music, just, you know, like that, just be yourself, be human. Because everybody, not every, every people fall down, man. Everybody falls down. It's how you're going to pick yourself up again is what's going to make you, you know, your is going to make your character. Uh, so that's what I love about your music, man. It's raw. It's great. Uh, you know, just amazing stuff. And again, you know, just happy to have you on the show again. And let's talk about what you have coming up. I mean, is there anything on the horizon that we can be excited about? Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm working on, I just finished the studio um, uh, a week and a half ago. Uh, I, cut, I cut six more songs. So I got another batch of music um, behind the scenes right now that people don't know that's coming, but I'm just trying to be really strategic about what this next project's going to be. Um, and, and I, and I got a, a lot of exciting things coming between now and the end of the year leading into 2024 in preparation for what that's going to look like. So I'm working with my team on that. Um, and, and we're just trying to brainstorm like how we want to release it, what we want to create videos for, you know, how we want to tease these things so that we can build this synergy and the, and this momentum behind it the right way. So the next year is just one of the, the biggest years ever. So you know, in addition to that, I'm, I'm going to be booking shows. We just updated, you know, the website, um, let it, I pulled everything, cleaned it all up, updated it. Now my buddy, Sean, my web designer, he did all that stuff. And, you know, we're going to be uh, putting show schedules. I'm, I'm in the process now between now and the next like four to six weeks, I'm just going to be booking shows left and right to plan a uh, late summer and fall run. Um, so I can make, you know, uh, you know, several stops to make uh, 2023, you know, special for everybody. So um, I've been asking people, you know, anybody that can go and send me venues or places, places I haven't been, you know, I'm trying to make routes. And, uh, you know, I got some some different uh, artists that I'm going to be uh, collaborating with on some of these shows, uh, playing some of these shows on the road with. So I'll be excited to announce that. Um, I do have a show that's going to be coming up on the 7th. That's going to be... Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to be opening for a friend of mine, Ella Langley, uh, that's over in uh, Southern Social. Um, that's going to be up in Middleburg, Florida on the 7th of July. Uh, and then I'll be making some other announcements right after that. So I happen to be coming into town 
for that. And I'm doing a bottle signing event at the, at the whiskey in Orlando. I'm flying in on the fifth and I'll be doing a, the event on the sixth, making uh, updates on all my socials for that, for my bang tail whiskey. And then, so I'll, I'll do the whiskey bottle signing and then I'll have the show the next day and then, you know, wrap back out of Florida again. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, stay tuned for a bunch of show announcements coming up between now and the end of the year, uh, full band shows. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of new faces and people that I haven't had a chance to meet and uh, hopefully, you know, capture some, uh, some new, uh, new followers and things like that. People that want to attach to this music and, and be a part of this Hoss Nation movement, because uh, I promise one thing we, you know, we're coming, we're coming uh, with the heat and I'm, the, the, the fire started. Now we just got to pour gas on and let it burn. Let's talk about real quick before we leave. I, I wanted you to to plug your whiskey real quick because you have a bottle signing, but talk about that real quick because that's exciting. Oh yeah, it's right here on the hat, right here. The bang there you go. Here, you might, it is bang tail whiskey. You can uh yeah, you can follow uh, my whiskey. It's on uh, social media. If you follow me on Brandon Bing Music on uh, Instagram, it's right in my bio. It says bang tail whiskey, or just go to bang tail whiskey or bangtail.com. I have distribution currently in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and um I'm going to be making it a, a big announcement next month um, for another state that we're about to secure. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about making that announcement uh, next month in a few weeks. And uh, it's going to be, man, it's just going to be a lot of fun. You know, we're going to be, what I'm looking to do uh, with, with the whiskey is um, Bangtail whiskey is, you know, I built this brand for a few things, you know um, you know, I wanted to have something that was going to be a part of, I'm a big whiskey bourbon concert. My mom's from Kentucky. So it's kind of in my veins. And I wanted to have something that was going to follow me on the road as I continue to to grow as an artist and grow the Hoss Nation brand. And I want something that the people, that the fans could have, that they can enjoy, you know, on a week to week or month, monthly basis, you know, when they're not at a show and still be attached to that community of what Hoss Nation is. But uh, I'm working on making Bangtail to be like the official whiskey of live music, supporting original live music, supporting our creatives, our writers, all the guys that are all the guys and gals that make it all happen behind the scenes that are doing our back line or you know, our audio engineering, you know, for all the acts that you love seeing out on the road. And uh, so I got a lot of great friends, a lot of great artist friends and uh, industry friends that are, you know, supporting me uh, that really love the whiskey and really love the brand and what it stands for. And then I'm also making it to be, you know, a whiskey for women as well, trying to really capture that demographic of females. But, you know, where the ladies go, the men are going to be. So I'm like, you know, if you got good, good music, good people, good, uh, good music and a good time, you know, you just you just can't beat that that type of experience. And I just want, you know, people want experiences, you know, people want experiences, people want things that that when they go and then they're done, they can look back on it one one year, two years, three years from now and be like, man, that was one hell of a time, you know, and um, that's what Bangtail is. And obviously, I also tied into I do a lot of stuff in the rodeo space as well. So but uh, yeah, check out Bangtail, grab a bottle. You know, um, join the Hoss Nation movement. Uh, go to Brandon Bing Music on all the socials. Um, follow me. Hit the bell notifications. Check out the Rat Race video. Stay tuned for new show updates. And uh, hopefully I'll see you all on the road. And uh, we're just going to have, you know, one hell of a time. Oh, uh, you said it so well. And uh, just as we end here, I just want to tell my listeners, make sure you go see Rat Race again. Uh, check check him out on all the socials, like he said, because this guy's amazing. And uh, he's, uh, like I guess he's just going to keep going up and up and up from here. So, Brandon, I can't uh, thank you enough for being on the show again. I wish you nothing but the best of luck and make sure you keep us updated and we'll, we'll have you back soon. Hey, sounds good, Dave, man. Appreciate you. And as always, Hall Station, appreciate y'all.